millennials, yeah, we back at it again. Versus the world, you know that we gon' win. Right by my side, got my family and kin. Go, K-Dot. man, this podcast is tough. K-Dot like Giannis, he keep it above. Millennials up and we ain't getting stuck. No, they ain't ready, you think we gon' stop? Maryland and D.C., we got it on lock. Tune in, we live, and you know we the spot. Panels and parties, you know how we rock. Uh, millennials versus the world. Millennials versus the world. Millennials versus the world. Millennials versus the world. What up, good people? Welcome to another episode of the Millennials vs. the World podcast. As you already know, man, I got Unified Nutrition. You can see them. They are a part of the Wellness Project. These two super dope, willing souls came onto the project, just being super flexible, super, super great energy, uh, super dope. They know their stuff, man, you know, and it's been a really dope experience knowing them. Tori and Amber, thank y'all so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. For sure, for sure. So I know we kind of like, well, uh, when we shot, we kind of got Tori to explain, you know, some of the things that how Unified Nutrition came back, came about. But can y'all kind of, uh, anybody could take it first, you know, kind of take us back to like your upbringing, you know, where you're from, how it was and kind of how you two met. Yeah. Okay. I'll go first and then I'll let Tori go. So um, as a kid, I played soccer at like eight. I went to school one day and they were giving out those little flyers for county sports. So I took home to my dad and I was like, dad, I want to play soccer. And he was like, okay, let's do it. So we learned that sport together. He knew nothing about soccer. So that was kind of a fun experience for us learning it together. And that's kind of how I got into like the fitness thing. Um, so throughout middle school, high school, I played. And that's actually how me and Tori met. We met on the field of Arundel High School, our freshman year of high school. Um, the tryouts were what an experience they were, honestly. It was like mm-hmm. my first official tryout that I've ever had. And mm-hmm. I will say, I'll give all credit to my dad. He had me in the best shape of my life. So I did pretty phenomenal during those um, during those tryouts. Um, so I don't really remember me and Tori's interactions. She remembers them better than me. I just kind of remember <laughs> us being around the same time, but she'll tell you about our first conversation. <laughs> but, um, then the next year um, is when we really got close because we were playing on the team together and then we played in the same club team. And then as we were preparing to go away to college, we trained together, but we were best friends outside of just sports. Like we hung out all the time. Um, and then our friendship has just bloomed and grown from there. And then in May of 2020, um, I, well, let me back up. So when we went away to college, we both got recruited to play soccer, but we ended up going to two different colleges. We were going to go to the same college, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> um, but um, we both only played our first year. So for me, after my first year, I was just like, I'm done. Like, it is what it is. And I kind of struggled a little bit. Like, I realized in that moment, I didn't really know anything about fitness and I didn't really know anything about nutrition. So I was, you know how college is, I was eating whatever, drinking whatever, like it was not healthy at all. Um, And then trying to work out in between, I would have like some moments where I would be on and in the gym. I would work out with other students. They would come work out with me and stuff like that. Cause I knew worked out, I knew workout. Um, And then once life got stressful, I was like, oh no, I'm not worried about the gym. Like final exams are killing me right now. And then I would go and yo-yo up and down with weight. But once I graduated from college, like you don't have that easy access to the gym anymore. And your life is really in the nitty and gritty of it. And I was working two jobs and I was in grad school and I gained over 20 pounds after college. And so again, I would yo-yo go back and forth depending on there was like my birthday or Uh or like a vacation I was like okay I'll drop weight for this I'll do that but I didn't quite know how to keep the weight off um it was like those quick diets or something extreme and then as soon as you eat regular back you gain it all back so nothing really successfully worked for me but then in May of 2020 it was Cinco de Mayo and I ate like 12 tacos not because I was hungry but because why not And the next day I called Tori and I was like, all right, enough is enough. I need help. Like I have no control over food. Please help me. And that's kind of how Unified Nutrition kind of came to about because she kind of was my nutrition coach and coached me through um, 25 weeks of checking in with me, helping me learn about macros and how to fuel my body properly, how to, you know, create a better balance, showed me how to kind of incorporate 
my favorite foods in with other foods, you know, and going over like quality, overall quality of my diet. And then I dropped weight and I was like, wow. So in that period, I was referring her to a lot of my friends. And for there, she was kind of taking clients home for free. She was like, oh, it's, it's fine. Like they're your friends at school. And then I got to the point, I was like, yo, we can make some money doing this. Like you know what you're doing, like we can do this. So the original plan was, you know, that. And then Hold she was- on, Amber, before, before you get in the bag of the full unified nutrition, I want to hear, I want before we get away from it, I really do want to hear the story of how, how you two met. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tori, go ahead. Tell us. Tell I want to hear that. But hey, but please remember that because we're going to get back in that bag. I will. I will. Don't worry. Right. So the story of what Amber is talking about is I've been competitive my whole life. So my background story is completely opposite to Amber in that she found fitness later in life. Um, I would see probably not until I got to college. I didn't realize that it wasn't a norm for people to not work out every day. So my household all of my siblings, we were literally taught from the moment we could walk that you had to exercise every day. It was just a norm in our household. My dad went to the junior Olympics for swimming. He did marathons. My mom, you know, she works out two, three hours a day ever since she was born. So it was taught to us. So I didn't really know until I got to college that that wasn't normal because in high school, I was always on sports teams, middle school, elementary school, so on. So I always thought, oh, you had to play a sport. You had to work out. Then I got to college and I'm like, oh, wait, you, you don't have to do this. Um, but at that point, I was raised with it being a norm that I didn't know any better. So I've always been competitive. I have three siblings. I'm the only girl. So I've always held my own. And with my competitive spirit, this all plays into why I remember our first encounter better than Amber. So our freshman year of high school, um, when we had soccer tryouts, I actually got cut that year. And when we were at tryouts, Amber was one of the only freshmen that they were looking at to make varsity. So I was super competitive, super salty. I was like, oh my God, who is this girl? Like the coaches keep talking about her. And I was so jealous. And I just remember like, <laughs> excuse me, I'm still getting over being sick. Um, I made one super salty comment to Amber and you swear you don't remember it, but I remember it so vividly. And they ran like sprints like at the end of practice during trials just kind of like to weed people out and amber comes up to me and she's like oh my god i hope we don't do this every day if we make the team and i was like well you're probably gonna make varsity so you're gonna have to do more work like i was so salty because <laughs> she was yeah. so much better than me and i was just like so jealous of her and i was like uh -huh. she's so good and everybody loves her and amber morris this amber morris that and i'm just like i'm some ass like i suck i'm gonna get cut so that's why i remember meeting amber better because she was just like probably like who's this annoying little child talking to me and i'm like in awe of amber of how good she was so Amazing. i had like a fan girl crush and was jealous how did it how did that blossom into you all getting close from that from that point we had a class together sophomore year. We had English together. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's and dope. we ended up sitting next to each other. I don't, you know, it's funny because there's parts of our friendship that just like blurs. <laughs> yeah, we've just been friends for so long. Like, I know we had English together and we sat next to each other because mm -hmm. that was the year that No Hands came out. Me and you used to always sing No Hands. Oh, yeah, that was a joint too. When that came out, boy, that joint was lit too. But it's so weird because, like, I think me and Amber had so many interactions before we truly became friends that it just, like, what she said, it just, like, blossomed into, like, she's, like, my soulmate as far as, like, being, like, my best friend. Like, it just, like, happened. Like, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, how'd you date? It's just, like, we ended up meeting and, like, falling in love. Like, I, me and Amber just fell in love. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> So let's let's fast forward to when like Amber was just speaking on like how she went to college, she gained the weight, mm -hmm. and she called you like, "Hey, Tori, I need you to help me out." So, hey, obviously you're willing because that was you know one of your you know your best friend. But like, kind of mm -hmm. talk about like how it was how important is it for you know obviously fitness been a part of your life, but when a friend wanted you to step in and help her, how important was that for you, and what was that like helping a friend meet a goal that they wanted? So. Pretty much, I mean, majority of my life, I've always helped people with fitness and nutrition. When I first graduated mm -hmm. college, it was all I did full time. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's not necessarily of it being important to me, but if you have the dedication and you want to better yourself, and I know I have the tools to get you there, it's more of like, I, I know I'm good at what I do mm -hmm. and I like helping people and I don't mind. So like what Amber was saying when she was like, oh, referring all these people to me, I'm like, sure, I'll do it for free. Like, 
it to me it doesn't take that much time out of my day if I don't have that many clients let me just throw that in there but if it's like one or two people who I'm like really focusing on I've been doing this for so long that it's like more or less this people who struggle with weight gain and fitness it's the same stuff over and over again majority of the time um I was working with a couple of athletes post-grad and athletes are a whole different ball game so they involve a lot more work but it's more like if I have the knowledge just teaching somebody and if they're passionate and want to better their life like I'm never going to turn that away which is why originally I was just like oh I'll help everyone for free and Amber's like uh you're being too nice actual I agree with Amber (laughs) (laughs) then when we talked about it she was like well if we're gonna if I'm gonna do a business I want to do it right I want to make sure I have a website everything x y and z and so then I was like oh I'll do that for you I can I'm cool with social media I can do that and then she was like well we're gonna do it we're gonna do it together if I eat you eat and I was like Okay, fine. And that was how Unified Intuition was born. Yeah. So, nope. And it's amazing because like our business model really has changed so much. So like if you're an entrepreneur out there and you start a business, don't be afraid to step into a different realm or a different direction than what you thought you were originally going in because things will change as you really realize who your clientele is really, mm-hmm. or even what makes more sense. Like for us, we originally were doing like these long fitness guides and these long meal plans. And we both were just like, this is not as individualized we wanted to be. And it also was taking up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So we ended up kind of restructuring the way that we did our entire guidance. And it's been great since then. So we've been open to changing so much and our brain has kind of started to develop. And it's just kind of crazy how much we've learned through that. And we've had to get out of each other's comfort zone we've learned more about each other you know we've even had to realize that we're very different in working together instead of against each other and Mm -hmm. I always think about how when we played soccer together you know for example like Tori has always had the best footwork ever and I've always just been a speed demon a speed demon on the field so like when I would play her I play the ball directly to her feet I know that whoever's in front of her she's going to beat them every time Whereas me, she'll always play the ball ahead of me because I'm outrunning every single person on that field. So that's kind of the same thing that I've learned that we have to do with our business is figuring out what our strengths are and what our weaknesses and our weaknesses are and always playing to our strengths and kind of helping each other along with our weaknesses. So it's been one heck of an experience, but I think it's really brought us closer. Like we're practically married. When you have a business together, you're married. Like, that is a fact though. It, 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 you, that's a you fact. You know everything. Social security numbers, like all yeah. that. Yeah, for you know, sure life <laughs> it's over so it's over so so a question that i have is uh it's kind of like twofold for, for both of you all so amber can you kind of speak to like we know like the fitness training Tori, you're really into fitness you do all you work out a lot but i want to ask you amber and then Tori, you can kind of piggyback off this besides the weight loss because a lot of people don't understand the value of nutrition in the whole process of losing weight and energy besides the weight loss when you went through your specific journey what were some of the biggest differences you saw when you changed how you ate and you added in the working out and you got consistent? What were some of the biggest differences you saw based off the foods you were eating when she was changing so, that plan? Honestly, it completely changed so much about myself. So number one, my energy level skyrocketed when I changed my diet and I was more active. Um, obviously, like the physical stuff, like my clothes were fitting better and things like that. Um, but honestly, when you're on a weight loss journey for that amount of weight, you don't really start to notice you're losing weight until like you're pretty much almost done because you look at yourself every day in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, so my energy levels were amazing. I could really finally get through my day. I wasn't having to take that midday nap anymore. Mm. But another thing that changed was my cycle. My cycle was shorter oh, wow. and it was less painful. Oh wow! And it kind of freaked me out because it did a whole reset. Like, but that was kind of part of the process. Like I started eating better and being more active and it just changed that whole part of my life for the better. So those were the two biggest things that really changed was like the energy levels and just like a better cycle. So it was amazing. Dope, dope. So Tori, and, that, and to the things she attested to, what are some of the biggest like misconceptions that you see a lot of people eat that we shouldn't, that will help with those energy pieces, I guess, like meaning like, I use myself because I'm not the best. So I use myself like how important are like fresh food versus processed foods or like if you're heavy in the fat, like the fast food once or twice a day, is it 
really bad for you. So like, how important was it for, how important is it for people to eat fresh foods versus processed or like what affects what, how important are all those things and what would you recommend as far as a very, very beginner at the very beginner level? Yeah, for sure. Great question. Um, so no two people have the same body. No two people have the same type of hormones. They don't have the same metabolism. So what Amber was kind of attesting to before when she's like, you know, I couldn't keep weight off because I would do these crash diets. Um, I will never forget. I had a professor in college and she would always say the first three letters of diet or die because all diets die. And I will always like keep that with me. Um, and a big reason that people can't stick with diets is because they're not meant to be stuck with, right? You do them for a short period of time, like what Amber said, oh, I have a wedding. I want to look great as a bride. I reach my goal. And then, you know, you go back into your old ways. Um, and typically a lot of those diets, you know, which just like follow this for 10 days, 15 days or whatever it is. And then you're done. You don't really make any long-term adjustments. You just make a short-term change. You kind of reach your goal and then it's like, all right. And then what? And you go back to your old habits. So to kind of loop that back to your question, um, really figuring out what works for your body, which is what me and Amber do, everything's data-driven. And what we always tell our clients, you're going to get in what you put out as far as your results. So for me in particular, um, and I always like to be transparent, my goals as far as fitness is I want to be a competitive athlete. Um, so I'm more on that extreme end. And I don't expect a lot of people to be in that boat because most people, you know, just want to be healthy look good, feel good. Um, so my goals are a little bit more intense, but for me, because my goals are more intense, the way I've recovered my body is going to be more important compared to your average person. How much I eat is going to depend more than your average person. If I have like a high cardio day and I know I have a heavy lift the next day, I'm going to need to eat a lot to recover more. Um, the only way you really know what to put in your body is by tracking data. So that's why me and Amber use a macro approach. And I know Amber mentioned that before and for viewers who don't know what macronutrients are, it's just meaning that you're keeping track of how much fat protein um, and carbs go into your body. So I know you were kind of asking about big misconceptions. And I think the number one thing is you always hear carbs are bad. Carbs are not bad for you. Um, society kind of used that as a marketing scheme and ran with it. It's been around forever. I'm sure a lot of you guys know the Atkins diet. It's like been around since like, our grandparents time and it's just been a forever marketing scheme um, and a big reason that it's come about that carbs are bad for you out of all the macronutrients carbs is the easiest macronutrient to overeat a lot of things are high in carbs so it's really really easy you know if you eat three slices of bread that's your carb serving for a whole entire meal but that's obviously not going to fill you so you're going to end up eating that with rice or pasta and so on um so to kind of answer your question as far as what I would recommend for a beginner, the more discipline that you put in, the more results you're going to get. So if you have the discipline to kind of track what you eat um, for a day or two, in MyFitnessPal, that's the app that me and Amber use, but they have other food tracking apps as well. MyFitnessPal, the most basic version is free. It's really user-friendly. You just scan your food in um, or you can type it in manually. It's going to show you what you're actually eating in a day. So I think a lot of people just don't know where they tend to overeat. Um, a lot of people sometimes overeat in fat and that's why they're not losing weight and they just blame it on carbs because that's what media tells us. Oh, I must be eating too many carbs. Um, some people, believe it or not, don't do good with protein. Your body can only digest a certain amount in one sitting. If you eat too much protein, you get really bad gas. So if you have bad gas, TMI, but you might be eating too much protein and it's not doing anything for your body. Mm -hmm. So taking what you eat for a day or two, having that data, um, that was typically what I recommend for people. Um, and just really paying attention to portion control. I think that's another simple thing that people can do. So again, the biggest reason why people gain weight is just from overeating, um, not necessarily what they're eating. If you never overeat what you're burning off, you're never going to gain weight. Now, are you necessarily going to have good energy levels or good health just because you're never overeating? No, but we all know that one person who's like a skinny little twig and they eat whatever they want because they have like a sure. super fast metabolism. Yeah, we all hate them. Yeah, but like that person <laughs> can get away with it because they, they have a fast metabolism. They might have more testosterone in their body than the average person. Um, so again, that might work for them. That doesn't necessarily mean they're healthy. Um, they can still have high cholesterol and things like that. So 
again, just because you're not gaining weight or losing weight or maintaining doesn't necessarily mean you're healthy or eating the best quality of food. It just means that's how your body is. So I know that's a lot of information in one long-winded answer, but hopefully that addressed everything. It did. It did. I appreciate that. So now, I'm sorry, Amber. Oh, you. Oh, okay. So I see, like, I love the fact that you all post a lot of like questions and polls in your story. Like, Hey, what, what, you know, what does this meal like? Would you rather have this or that? And even going as far as like, you know, uh, alcohol socially, like what that should look like. Can you all kind of tap into a, can you kind of bust the myth? Can you have fun while losing weight? Or is it like, I need to lose all my weight and then start having my fun. I got this question. I got you. (laughs) Literally the story of my life, like Mm -hmm. balance is everything. And balance is a big part of our brand because you, the only way that you're going to be able to stick with dietary changes long-term is if they fit into your lifestyle. So kind of back to what Tori was saying is that people think that, oh, you have to eat no carbs and do all this stuff in order to lose weight. No, that's not the, that's not the truth at all. It's really more about, like she said, how much you're eating. So generally when we talk about balanced eating, we talk about, so a balanced plate is going to be protein, carbs, and fat. So for your carbs, they can be divided into two categories generally, and that could just be your starches and your produce. So if you're eating those types of plates, that kind of helps make sure that you're getting your nutrients for the day. So sometimes, like for example, in my story, I might post that I had chicken nuggets and french fries, which some people may be like, oh, that's highly processed and it's fried. And I'm like, yeah, and then I'll, I'll pair it with some broccoli. And then my next meal might be a salad or something like that. I think sometimes people get too fixated on one meal that they have, or they'll do the whole, okay, I messed up, F it, I'm done, I'll start over next week. No, every meal was literally a, a time to, mm-hmm. for a start, for a fresh start. It's yeah. really about your overall quality as opposed to just that one meal. Um, but no, you absolutely can have fun and then still reach your goals. It's a matter of monitoring, balancing out what you eat, drink, and do. So for example, using those calorie counters to kind of have an idea about how much you're eating, tracking your macros as well, you can kind of plug things in. So like my fitness pal is great. Like you can go to pretty much any restaurant and plug in what you want to order. Mm-hmm. And then you can just kind of eat around that, make sure that you're staying within your ranges and, and things like that. As far as alcohol, obviously like those sugary drinks, they're going to add up. So I always recommend if you are going to drink, you can stick to shots. If you're a person who can't even handle shots which I understand you can always do like a shot in like some froze some diet soda to kind of take the edge off um and I always recommend that if you're drinking to always hydrate in between your drinks um some people think oh that's gonna take away from me getting drunk um no it's gonna keep you hydrated so that you don't have a massive hangover the next day um and that's important as well and of course knowing your limits and drinking in moderation Mm -hmm. things like that are super super important and also making sure that you're eating adequate food if you are drinking so alcohol has absolutely no nutritional value so you need to be meeting your basic nutritional needs before you start drinking don't go all day without eating and then drink well we know that we all should know that we shouldn't be doing should know it you know everybody doesn't know that listen i'm letting y'all know make sure you eat before you drink um so yeah so it's very important that when you are approaching a balanced lifestyle, you have to make sure that you're on it with everything. And so we preach the 80-20 rule. So 80% whole foods, 20% soul foods. Um, And the 80% isn't just for food. It's also for just like your lifestyle in general. Like we're all human. We're not going to be perfect seven days a week. It's just not going to happen. So giving yourself grace along the journey and really just starting every day fresh. If you wake up every single morning and be like, I'm going to be better than I was yesterday, you're already on a better site. Like you really are like mindset is everything when you're on any type of fitness journey. And at the end of the day, when you lose the weight, your fitness journey never ends. It just keeps going. You have to maintain that. So building a, a healthy lifestyle that works for you is key. So yeah, you can have some pizza, but also get some salads in too. like make sure that you're getting your adequate nutrition in and just balancing it all out. Cause all of that matters. Your overall diet matters. Yeah, sure. Sure. So, and so Tori, I know we kind of talked about this when we were shooting, but I, I would like to kind of ask both of you this in the different realms. So for clients, and then I'm going to ask you for yourselves personally, and then you can go into what it looks like when you're dealing with your clients. A lot of people assume 
when you're in the industry that you're in and when you're doing the things that you two are doing, that like you all don't struggle sticking to or you all don't struggle with discipline or you all don't struggle with bad days or resetting and things like that. Mm-hmm. So can y'all kind of talk about personally, uh, what is, uh, where does discipline uh, discipline play for you all? Like how hard was it getting on this track? How hard does it stand on this track? And what are some of the challenges you all go through to maintain, like Amber said, like a balanced lifestyle? Because a lot of people don't think that the professionals go through that side of it, the challenges and things. Right. So can both of y'all kind of talk about like the discipline and the challenges that you all experience? Yeah, sure. I'll kind of take that question first. So I think between me and Amber, I think it shocks people more when I say like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. Because like I said, my whole life has been the gym. And obviously, you know, mine and Amber's goals as far as the fitness side of things are very different. Um, So when people are like, oh my God, like you don't want to work out. I'm like, yeah, like I'm human. Like I don't want to, but I have made it part of my routine for so long that even when I have those days, um, I just go up and do it. Um, and I think for me, I've kind of had, again, health is a wide spectrum. Um, you can overdo working out. You can overdo being too compulsive about what you eat. And I've gone more on that spectrum of things at points in my life, not to the point that I've had like eating disorders or anything, but to the point that if I was prepping for a competition or something, I would just beat myself up so much if I had like one bad thing to eat, or if I had like one bad training day, cause I'm like, oh my God, like when I go and compete, I'm going to be shit. And I train for nothing. Um, so I definitely think on the competitive side of things, especially when you're looking more up that ladder, you know, pro athletes or semi-pro or even amateur athletes that like to compete like myself, um, we still have those days. And I think what helps me is kind of looking at where I came from and just looking more like ahead. So today was a great example. I mean, it was like my first heavy lift being back in the country for two weeks and I failed a couple of my lifts and um, you know, it's definitely frustrating because you put a lot of time in and work when you do compete as an athlete, but it's also like, okay, well, remember five years ago, I couldn't even touch this weight. So chill out tomorrow's a new day and just kind of making it a routine. I always tell that to my new clients. Um, I'm a morning person as far as when it comes to working out, it's, you know, I wake up, brush my teeth, I walk out the door and I go to the gym. I don't really give myself time to think about, okay, whether or not, do I feel like working out today? How do I feel? I kind of just get to the gym and I'm like, shit, I feel horrible, but I'm already here. So we're going to figure it out. Um, And just kind of listening to your body as well. I've had to learn that over time, you know, not every day you need to be killing yourself. Um, I saw the really good quote from, it's a company called Squat University, highly recommend looking them up by the way. And the owner of the company, he put out a quote and he was I'm not going to quote it as good as he said it, but more or less the gist was, you know, if you're working to train, your body shouldn't be beat up every day. Working out, it's going to feel very different compared to training. And depending on what your goals are, you know, if you're looking for more of that longevity and keeping your body in one piece and trying to avoid injury, just really listening to your body and, you know, not every day needs to be a hundred percent. If you don't feel the greatest, maybe instead of going for a three mile run, you go for a three mile walk, but you're still moving and giving yourself, I'm going to steal Amber's word. She says this all the time, but giving yourself grace. Um, yeah, I'm going to make Amber a t-shirt for that. She says that all the time, but, <laughs> but yeah, just giving yourself grace and really piecing together what you can control and meeting yourself where you're at and being realistic with your goals as well. Um, we get a lot of clients and one of the first questions I ask them is, you know, how often do you want me to program your workouts? How many days a week? Almost every single client when they first sign up, it's like, oh, five to seven days a week. And I'm like, okay, you haven't worked out in four or five months. Hmm. Do we realistically think that we're going to be committed to this? Like, yeah, I'm super committed. I'm super motivated. And I'm like, all right, let's dial it back. You're motivated in the moment, mm-hmm. but we have to create a schedule. We have to create a life change for you. So if you dedicate and show me that you're dedicated to two, three days a week, then I'll add a fourth day. And if you can do that, then I'll add a fifth day. Cause I think a lot of times people, again, we talk about that yo-yo earlier, get super, super excited, you know, to kind of embark on this journey and they're super invested for about a month or two. And then for whatever reason, they get frustrated, whether or not they're not seeing the results or they fall back into their old habits um, because they've never really taken the time to make that change and change is slow. It's not linear. So what about you, Amber? How, what are some of the the challenges or what did discipline come in for you? Well, I'm actually going through a lot of that right now. So I recently relocated to a new city, started a new job. Um, 
So my routine when I lived in Maryland is completely different than what it is now. My work schedule has completely changed. So I had to find new workout days that worked for my schedule. I had to find a new meal prep day, a new grocery shopping day. I had to kind of recreate a routine that I'd already established. So that's been difficult. You know, I was, when I was relocating, I was back and forth. I was on the road a lot. So of course, like you had to kind of resort to fast food. Um, and generally, even though I go and get healthy choices when I eat fast food, there's still a extremely high amount of sodium. And there's also like, I'm not making my own food. So I have no idea what else they're putting in that. So, you know, when I got, when I moved here, I did kind of gain a little bit and I was a little bit off track and all that other stuff. Um, then right as I was starting to get back into a routine, um, I adopted a, a new dog. So I took a week off to adjust her to her new schedule. And then I finally got her adjusted and then she started having seizures. So I was like, all right, I'm not doing that until I know she's okay. And then this week when I was ready to start all my routine, I just got COVID, so I can't do anything. So when you're in, life happens. And so where I struggle with that, sometimes like, oh man, like kind of like what Tori was saying, sometimes I do find myself beating myself up. Like, oh my goodness, I need to do that. But then I'm like, well, you're human. You're going through life. Take care of yourself and kind of focus on what you can't control. One thing about me, I can control what goes into my body every day. So it's my responsibility to make sure that I am getting my nutrients in, even though right now working out just isn't feasible. I can't go to the gym right now. Probably isn't best for me to do a home workout and just focusing on recovery, but ultimately rely on your habits and your routines. When you really, really focus on building that habit and those routines, you're good. I always recommend for a new client starting out is you pick a set day and set times. You put it in your calendar and you give yourself reminders to give you extra accountability. Once you're doing it the same time, the same day, it becomes easy, it becomes routine. You just show up and you go. And like Tori said, even when you don't feel like going, still go. And of course, again, like that would balance. Like if you feel like absolute crap, then okay, yeah, listen to your body and take that break because rest is just as important as training. But overall, as long as you get back into routine, you'll be fine. I know I went to the gym a couple of weeks ago um, and I was so frustrated because I was meeting with the personal trainer because when you join a gym, you get a free consultation. So I was like, sure, talk to me about whatever. And I was just like, I, you know, I'm really working on getting my bench press in 95 pounds, like, but I just haven't been as consistent in the gym. He was like, why don't we give it a shot? And I was like, okay, you know, I haven't really worked out for real. He was like, yeah, like, let's give it a shot. And I ended up PRing. So you'd be surprised that you don't lose all your strength overnight. If you're Still showing up. You let and, people know what PR means if they don't know. Oh, sorry. Personal record. <laughs> so personal best, like the yeah. same, it's the same idea. But um, so now I'm bench, I'm benching, I think 85, 80 pounds, 85 pounds. I think it's 85 pounds now. So I'm super, super close to my goal. But, you know, he kind of told me, he was like, you don't lose your strength overnight. As long as you continue to keep getting back up every time you fall off, like you're going to be fine. You're going to keep making progress. So that's kind of a lot of stuff that we tell our clients. You're going to have great days. You're going to have off days, but as long as you never give up on yourself, you can never fail. You can never fail if you keep trying. So. Oh, and I want to kind of go back on something you said. I'm sorry, Amber, did I cut you off? No, you're fine. No, I'm good. Oh, mm -hmm. Tori, I want to go back on something you said. I think a lot of people may have missed, but I think it's really important because I even struggle with this myself. You were speaking on, um, like starting somewhere if you don't if you run if you usually run for three miles but one day you don't feel like you walk three miles can you kind of expound on like how important it is to get some type of movement versus thinking that is not a walk isn't that 30 minute walk isn't worth it and starting somewhere maybe not we i know we won't see the changes but kind of like why that matters that 30 minutes of walking or that or taking this food out and putting that food in like just starting somewhere can you kind of expound on that when you said it yeah, for sure. So pretty much goes back to what we've been talking about for the past couple of minutes now, as far as building routine. Um, so I always compare working out to brushing your teeth. Once it becomes routine, you won't miss it. You're not going to wake up and not brush your teeth. At least I hope not for days on end. Um, right. The first thing most of us do, we wake up, go to the bathroom, brush our teeth and it's routine, right? We've created that habit since we were kids. Um, your parents, you know, told you brush your teeth before you go to bed, brush your teeth when you wake up. And it's the same kind of thing. So even if you aren't having a super intense workout and you are just filling that time and kind of what Amber said, 
every day I get off work at five and from five to 545, I'm being active in some way. It's going to build that habit. It's going to build that routine. Um, I don't know if we have anybody here who's big readers, um, but there's a really popular book. It's bestseller called Atomic Habits, and it teaches you ways to build better habits. If you haven't read it, highly recommend it. Um, and one of the ways that they talk about that you can do that is adding onto a habit that you already have and building, building blocks for your habits. So for example, if it's like I get off work at five every day um, and I scroll on social media, you can kind of add a time in a zone and add on to that to build a better habit. So, you know, scrolling on social media isn't a good habit. So, you know, writing it out, put like a negative next to it, not a good habit. And then what you can do is kind of be like, all right, I want to replace this with something physical instead. And I'm going to do it at this time, this date, at this place. And that writing it out and committing to it and building that on top of a bad habit is going to make you more committed. But the whole point of like what you're saying as far as the importance of that, it's really just building that routine um, and just all honestly just knowing that doing something's better than doing nothing. And I have days like that too. And we were kind of talking about that earlier, you know, like I want to have this super hard, intense day, but my body's just wrecked from days before. And I'm like, do I just want to lay in bed all day? Is that going to be more productive than having like a nice little walk or active recovery? Um, and at the end of the day, you know, the active recovery for me personally, what I do is more productive. So again, having that self-discipline, it really comes down to just building better habits. So, so excluding you two, are y'all two the only people in your lives that like are on your like nutrition tip or is everybody around you? Like you're, you're two lives separately. I know like y'all two together push each other, but like, is everybody around you on the same path? And if not, what is it like maintaining your discipline with all the distractions around I'm gonna call them that's actually interesting that you asked that so when I was at home I feel like my brother and my mom like they were like trying to get there they would have their on and off my brother was really disciplined he like walked during the quarantine um and that was cool for him and then my mom kind of like got onto it too trying to get better and trying to work out more um but now that I live with my boyfriend he's kind of like, he's not really working out. He goes through like those phases of his fitness journey. Like generally in the summers when he's like, I'm going to go get fit. So I'm just waiting for that, for him to hit that. But the thing with us living together is that I cook our meals and he knows like, there will be a vegetable on my plate. (laughs) There will be so kind of us doing that together. He is in the habit of adding produce to his plate and things like that. So even though he's not quite at the level of, working out consistently and maybe eating throughout the day, he's still getting that interaction with me. Um, as far as like some of my friends, I feel like some friends that I have are like in that stage where they're trying and they might lean on me for like advice or support. Um, but- it's hard to maintain, even though like, even like with your boyfriend and your friends, even though they're trying, does mm-hmm. it ever influence your habits or is it kind of like- Again, like when you, when you commit to your habits and your routines, it becomes your lifestyle. So it's kind of like, it's who I am over and over again. So again, like Tori's example, as you wake up, use the bathroom, you brush your teeth. It's like, okay, I wake up, I eat a balanced breakfast. I pack my lunch every day and I'm go about my business and I'm eating throughout the day and tracking and doing all that other stuff. It's like kind of part of who I am. I will say sometimes what gets difficult is when you try to go out and hang out with friends Mm -hmm. and they might want to go and go to a restaurant that has that doesn't have any options that are healthy but I've been great about being like can we go somewhere where there's like you know <laughs> vegetables on the menu <laughs> yeah. um but or even trying to redirect activities with friends as activities outside or doing something active instead of just going out to eat I think everyone feels like oh all we have to do is go out to eat and I'm just like no there's so many other things that you can do that aren't centralized around food um and that has been really helpful I even have some friends that just come in, we go on walks together. So having, being able to speak up for yourself and be like, this is where I'm at in my journey and in my lifestyle. Can we do X, Y, and Z? Or adjusting yourself accordingly. Like for me, if I know I'm going out to eat and the options may not be the greatest, I look at the menu ahead of time and pick the best that I can. And then throughout, in the beginning of my day, I use that time to really get my nutrients in. I focus on 
getting high protein, nutrient dense meals in, getting my vegetables in, getting all the produce in and things like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of get of leeway. It's all about balance. But to answer your question, not really. I don't think it's as hard when you already relying on your habits. Just starting out. If I was just starting out, yeah, probably. But again, making sure you're communicating with people. This is where I'm at on my journey. Here's something else we can do. Can we go on a walk? Can we go hiking? Can we go bowling? Can we go skating? Can we do something different that doesn't really involve food? Got you. I'm sorry. I, before we close, I got, I have one, but I got two questions now. Mm-hmm. When, for both of you all, did you introduce, uh, introduce, well, I guess, Tori, you kind of, uh, like you said, eating the same things, been that discipline. Did you introduce new foods or did you kind of take the, change the amount of the foods you already ate? Did you introduce yourself to new vegetables, new fruits, new proteins, or was it kind of like you already ate these things, but you found a better way to eat them and how to balance them out? Does that question make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Tori. Um, so when I first started to compete in CrossFit, my first CrossFit coach that I worked with, um, she kind of molded me into who I am as a person. Um, I spent a lot of time with her. Shout out to you, Tierra Duncan. Um, and so she really was the one that changed my nutrition. Um, I would say compared to the average family, my family always ate healthier than the average person. We never ate out a lot, mostly because my family was really cheap and there were six of us. But um, <laughs> if I'm being honest, that's like the real reason why my family was just cheap. And my mom was a horrible cook. So <laughs> she just made bland food. <laughs> I'm being honest she just made bland food not necessarily because she wanted us to be healthy but like she just didn't know how to cook um which worked out in my favor I guess now that I'm older because like there's just certain food that she would never make just because she didn't know how to make it or didn't want to take the time to make it so like every dinner it was literally like microwave vegetables some type of lean protein and my dad would make rice like that's literally what I ate as a kid like my whole entire life and again not by choice like it was like that's what we were working with. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, I'm a little bit unique in that, you know, that's typically not the norm, um, for most households, you know, people like eat out if their parents don't feel like cooking and things like that. My household was a little weird, um, and different, different, different's better. Not weird, different. I got Um, (laughs) yeah. So I lost my train of thought with all this, if I'm being honest. Um, Uh, you, we were getting, you were saying, the things how they're really basic in the cooking and your upbringing talking about your, working with your crossfit coach that changed the nutrition oh yeah so oh. yeah so going back to all that so she would have me send her food logs when we first started and she would kind of pick apart um where i could add more food so for me i'm that rare person and that i need to gain weight i'm typically underweight for my sport Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, she was really paying attention to like the quality of food and things like that to help me gain weight. So she kind of just gave me a bunch of recommendations as far as higher calorie dense food. That wasn't just pure junk. Me personally, I don't believe in dirty bulking, um, cause you're putting bad food into your body. It's going to slow you down for my sport. I compete in CrossFit. Like if you have a big map the next day, I don't want to be sweating it out. Like you're going to feel like shit. It really does affect your performance. If you're in a bodybuilding or something, you probably get away with it, but not for me. Um, and so she kind of gave me a baseline of different foods and things to try. And then over time, I just kind of found what I liked and me and Amber are very, very different this way. So I'm very content eating the same thing every single day. And I prefer it. Um, for me, it's knowing I have that control of going what's in and out of my body. Um, I don't like the idea of not knowing what I eat. So even if I can't weigh my food, because I track every little thing I eat, if I eat the same thing every single day, I know what I've essentially my body's getting. Um, so for me, just because that is so important to my training and recovery, that's something I thrive off of. And Amber's the exact opposite. She like always is trying new recipes and posting amazing food ideas. <laughs> and like, literally, I can tell you to a T what I eat every single day. I eat at the same time every single day. Um, I'm you don't a lot ever more get tired of it? I never do. For me, so for me personally, it's, I get really, really bad anxiety if I don't know what I'm eating because I'm like, oh my gosh, is this going to affect my performance? Is it going to affect my recovery? So for me, mentally, I need that control of eating the same thing. I'd never get tired of it. I prefer it. Got you. Yeah. So on my end, (laughs) complete opposite. We're night and day. 
<laughs> and let's let's be real for everyone watching. Like, you gotta remember, like, she's a she's an athlete, so mm-hmm. her training and her regimen is a little bit more strict because she's training to perform. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm just like trying to look good. You know what I mean? And feel good. That's just pretty much what I'm while she's slinging that thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but kind of like for me during my weight loss journey specifically and just kind of beyond I was eating more low nutrient dense foods than I was nutrient dense foods so that was the big change that I had to make so it's like okay those foods can fit they all serve their purpose you know what I mean like ice cream here and there like fast food whatever it all serves its purpose right but you have to be like, all right, let's be realistic here. We need to have more of the things that are going to give you energy, the things that are going to fuel you properly. So that was pretty much the biggest thing that I was learning along my journey was like, all right, 80% and then the 20 of the lower. So there's like, so sometimes you'll see like, I might sprinkle something in there here and there. Like I eat probably some form of chocolate every day. And for me, I've even been able to find healthier alternatives. So, like, I have a major sweet tooth, and Tori will tell you, it's been like that since I was a kid. Like, (laughs) it is horrible. So, I had to find substitutes to satisfy my sweet tooth without going overboard. So, one of my favorites is strawberries and whipped cream with chocolate syrup. One of my absolute favorites. And then I also, I'm dairy-free because I'm lactose intolerant. So, switching to dairy-free ice cream actually worked itself out because almond milk, or most of the plant-based milks are lower in calories than the full milk. So I was able to kind of like save myself some extra calories on there. And um, some of those dairy-free desserts are pretty good. So I was like, cool. Um, so really just finding like your substitutes. I I'm love chocolate. So I have a chocolate protein powder that I'm absolutely obsessed over. And I make a chocolate peanut butter banana protein shake probably every single day. Um, and it's delicious and I hit my protein goal and I'm getting my, you know, healthy fat and my carbs in. So it's cool. So trying figuring out how to satisfy those cravings, the foods that you love and mix them together to create meals that are more balanced and have more nutrients is kind of key for everything. But yeah, Tori's right. I do kind of experiment with different recipes every day. I don't really eat the same thing every day. I have like my baselines that I might be obsessed over. Like for example, like right now I'm obsessed with smoked salmon over toast been obsessed with that for a little bit and my protein shakes but overall like I like to kind of play around um with that so again you got to do what's best for you if you function better on eating the same foods every day then go for it if you function better on switching some things out then go for it whatever the key is finding something that you can stick with and carry through for the rest of your life that's that's the way that you really change your lifestyle Mm -hmm. dope 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 so coming down the home stretch with unified nutrition what do you all just kind of you know, is obviously in the wellness field, obviously to help people in that, but like, what do you, what would you all like to, when it's all said and done to be in your field, what is something you all would like for unified nutrition to be to people? What do you, what would y'all like to accomplish in that, in that thing? It could be small, it could be big, but just overall, like what is some of the things that are important for you all to, for your clients or for people or what they need to understand about nutrition that y'all are trying to get out there? Sure. You want to go first? Sure. Um, I think on my end, I think really just teaching them more so to have confidence in themselves, to be able to leave their journey with us and have a better understanding of the importance of fitness and nutrition and having it be a daily routine. I think I tell every single client, you know, kind of the whole, I hate to see you go, but love to watch you leave type thing. My goal for you at the end of the day is to not need me. Um, and I think that's the goal of any, or it should be the goal of any good trainer or any good nutritionist is that you get to the point that you can do this on your own. Um, and maybe one day even do it better than me. I don't know why my screen keeps going in and out, by the way, like I keep like disappearing, but anyway, um, yeah. So I think for me really being able to teach them to maintain that and build a lifelong habit that if I cross paths with my clients in five, 10 years, they can say, Hey, you were the one that helped me, you know, avoid being pre-diabetic or avoid, you know, health history that is in my family because of, you know, obesity being a factor and things like that, or avoiding hypertension, avoiding osteoporosis and things like that. So for me, that's really where I'm at. Um, And of course, you know, my background, I trained athletes for a long time. So if I get an athlete that I get to work with here and there, 
my passion has always been more so on the athlete side of things. I love working with general population as well, but athletes are definitely a different mindset. Um, so when I get to work with athletes and kind of help coach them up, if they go to college and stuff, kind of playing a role in their lives there as well is always an intrinsic reward for me as well. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, as far for me, I just, I just want our clients to know that you can do both. You can have it all. You can have a fun life. You can hang out with your friends and you can still be healthy. You can still enjoy your workouts. Your fitness journey doesn't have to be miserable and have to be all this immense restriction. And, you know, I just, we really want to change people's relationships with food and be like, half the stuff that you think you know about nutrition is wrong. Like carbs aren't bad for you. Like they're not, they're not, they never have been. They're your body's primary energy source. You cutting them out completely. I mean, completely you're shooting your energy source. So it's just kind of like, telling people the truth about nutrition and how to properly fuel their body and how to use their favorite foods to create healthier foods, healthier meals, and just, you know, fueling people so that they feel energized and they can get through their day without having to take five naps and just having more time to do what they love because they actually have the mm-hmm. energy for it. Like that is the vision for our brand. Like we just want people to, to realize that having a healthy lifestyle is the best decision that you can ever make for yourself. It's, and you teach that to your children. You carry that on from generation mm-hmm. to generations. It starts there. Everyone talks about generational wealth, but generational health is a thing too. Like mm-hmm. we learn directly yeah. from our parents. And yeah. if our parents are making poor dietary decisions, so are we. Exactly. So when you change that mindset and you get the tools and the knowledge to really make healthier meals for yourself, you pass it on to your kids, they'll pass it on to their kids, and now you've created healthier people. So mm-hmm. that's what it's all about for us. Super dope, man. Mm-hmm. I love the balance of like uh, of Tori's super competitive, still, you know, still like competing. And you're like, I still want to have fun. I, I think because it covers such a wide range of clients. Like, no matter who comes to you, I feel like somebody will have somebody they can relate to, no matter who the client is. So I think that's super dope. So tell everybody where they can get your handles, where they can find you all at, and all that dope stuff. Yes, yeah, so you can follow us at on Instagram at unified.nutrition. You can also follow us or like us, I guess, on Facebook at Unified Nutrition. Um, those are our two main platforms we use. You can also email us at unifiednutrition at gmail.com. And if you want to check out our website, it's unified-nutrition.com. We appreciate you for having us on here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate y'all being a part of the project. Millennials vs. the World, Unified Nutrition. We are out. Millennials, yeah.